Come to me, lover, I've secrets to tell. Hi, we're Dash. And you're listening to 3CR Community Radio. Come to me sweetly, this love of great vein. Asia Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia-Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. On Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday the 7th of July here on Community Radio 3CR. I'm Giselle Hanna and I may or may not have somebody else in the studio with me. Let me see how I go if I just keep talking. Well, that was a very loud um, good morning, Giselle. Um, obviously, yes, my name is Pierre Morrow and I've just turned down your mic so that uh, you don't come across as domineering as usual. You're but totally not, uh... in control of my volume. None of this has anything to do with an action I am or am not taking on this side of the desk. See, listeners, this is the issue with grasshoppers. You know, they just don't take responsibility. And if you don't know what grasshopper is, well, just look at some old TV and you'll eventually <laughs> work it out. Um, but anyway, Asia Pacific Currency is brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links. Thanks to Annie for another uh, great Solidarity Breakfast show. Um, and that song, I actually like that song, but it's only come up as Hema. And I think that was the title of the song. So I've got no idea who that person was, but it sounded like someone from the USA, you know, urban type music of the 1970s. But I could also be Totally wrong. But anyway, Giselle, if people are interested to hear uh, what's going on in the Asia Labor, in the Asia Pacific. Let me help you out with this. Yes. If anybody wants to get in touch with us or stay up to date with the work that we're doing across the Asia Pacific region, they can find us on the web at all the w's.aawl.org.au. They can also, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just uh, type in AAWL into Facebook uh, and we should come up. Uh, and we post news and um, campaign material from the Asia Pacific region. That's right, and actually, our our website was uh, was down uh, for a couple of days this week, but I think it's uh, it's gone up again. Um, anyway, um, we've got our usual roundup of. Actually, I should mention because I've received a number of inquiries about our mini news, and we haven't addressed that for quite some time. True, true. Um, many of you, for many of you, the last time you received our mini news would have been in March. That's accurate. Um, we were having difficulty with our website and server and our ability to distribute mini news so we have new regulations as well to that um, constrain us as well okay um, but look if there are any IT people out there that want to give us a hand please give us a call um, we don't have a lot of money to um, invest in upgrading all of that so we're relying on activists um, you can send us an email to aawl at aawl.org.au Oh, you can always talk to us when you see us. And, of course, um, if you get involved, then you have a chance to talk to us in person. And what 
better um, What an invitation. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. So anyway, um, enough of that. It's about um, four past nine o'clock here on Asia Pacific Currents. And of course, we've had the radio. So I think we've nearly reached the target, but there are a few people still outstanding. So if you haven't quite paid the money up, you can still pay. I'll play an announcement after that. And also... You can always give money at any time. But anyway, who do we have on the show in the second half, Giselle? In the second part of the show, we're going to speak with Mariki Onis. She's a Japarang woman. Um, and we're going to talk about, obviously, yesterday was the NAIDOC march and we're coming um, up to the end of NAIDOC week. Uh, we're going to talk about the theme for NAIDOC, which is because of her, we can. But we're also going to talk about the sa- the threat to the sacred trees in the Japarang. Japarang is the land that most of you will know and recognise as Ararat. So there is the expansion of the Western Highway, which threatens um, some 800-year-old trees, some known to be birthing trees, um, whereas the expansion and alternative route would add three minutes to the highway, but we're still going to chop down some trees to save three minutes on that highway. So we're going to talk to Mariki about that campaign. All right, that's um, that's great and very, very um, topical. And obviously um, the issues for Indigenous uh, people in the Asia-Pacific region is it's a very common one. It's all about, um, first of all, uh, theft of land and uh, retaining their culture. But we go to the Labor News. Uh, Giselle, you're first off the mark. Going to kick off with a victory here in Melbourne, Victoria. Cold storage workers in Melbourne, um, these are members of the NUW, do, they won their dispute. In the last two days. Last week, we brought you news of the 50-plus warehouse workers employed at the Laverton Cold Storage Facility in um, Truganina in Melbourne. Um, They had 24-hour rolling stoppages in their attempts to get their first EBA. Their main demands were about wages and secure employment. We can now report that after 12, 12 days on strike, the workers have won an agreement. In it, they've secured... 18% 18% increases to workers' base pay rate over the next three years. An incredible pay um, increase, actually. All labour hire casuals who took action are rehired. Conversion from agency casual to company casual after three months. Also um, a huge victory for a first uh, EBA and a first strike. Um, Conversion from company casual to permanent jobs after six months and union rights and respect and more. There is power in the union. That's right. Fantastic. And um, look, a little plus for me, just to put a a personal touch, I did spend some hours there on the picket line. I got to learn lots about, um, because a lot of the workers are from the Pacific Islands, all about um, traditional tattooing. Of, um, so that was very interesting. You never know what you can learn on the picket line. Anyway, we now go to Malaysia, where in response to ongoing enforcement operations on migrant workers by the Immigration Department of Malaysia uh, over the last uh, couple of months, a number of labour support groups have come together to release a statement condemning the Malaysian government's recent crackdown on so-called undocumented migrant workers. In this statement, these... Um, um, labour groups are calling for a, an immediate morator- moratorium on raids and enforcement operations to ensure that no workers are punished for crimes that are, which are not their fault. These raids and operations should be suspended while a comprehensive assessment of all the issues are undertaken with all stakeholders with regard to labour migration. B, to decriminalise the undocumented status of workers and recognise that 
recognised that becoming undocumented is primarily an outcome of labour exploitation. This is especially relevant for vulnerable groups like um, women and child migrant workers who face additional layers of exploitation and can become victims of forced labour and trafficking. Third point, to overhaul the labour hiring mechanism by which workers are recruited in Malaysia in a manner that is transparent and accountable as well as evidence and rights based. And lastly, to give migrant workers currently in Malaysia time to process and secure the working visa status and for the government to stop the blacklisting of migrant workers. All migrant workers in Malaysia should have access to justice and the rule of law so that they are not victimised or forced underground into risky and harmful situations. And certainly, Giselle, the issue of migrant workers um, is a very live one all around the, the world really and um, it's something the labour movement really has to um, get more active not that it's not active I just had to get more active on these points. Well I actually wanted to comment on that moratorium on the raids issue because we do know that in Malaysia those raids happen periodically almost like clockwork where they actually go out mostly it's Burmese workers in construction sites but but also in agriculture and um the, in fisheries and so on, um, and just pull tens of thousands of workers off these sites and deport them so that they can come back, which drives wages down even further. That's so right. that moratorium is actually quite a significant victory for those workers, for, for migrant workers in Malaysia. Well, I think they've called it. I'm not too sure if it's been if agreed, won. but but there's a push at least. There's there's a struggle, <clears throat> and that's in the first step. In South Korea, last Sunday, the first of July, close to a hundred thousand workers staged a rally organised by the KCTU in central Seoul, uh, which is the capital of South Korea, um, against the labour policies of the new Moon Jae-in government. Workers feel that the government is backtracking on the promises to uh, um, it gave to workers in terms of increasing trade union rights and the regularization of precarious jobs. Remember, we when he was elected, we broadcast um, the promises and the feelings of the trade union movement in relation to those. So uh, lo and behold, he um, betrayed the workers' movement, but they weren't fooled. In particular, workers are angry at the weakening of minimum wage protections, making any wage increases meaningless, as well as the wide-ranging exceptions to laws around converting temporary and casual jobs to a more secure status. And as a follow-up to that, next week we'll bring you an interview with uh, Miss Lee, who I forget her first name, I'm afraid, but she was the uh, the National Executive President of the KCTU. Young, Young Lee. Young Lee, thank you for that, um, who was um, uh, arrested uh, for, for a time and she had a hunger strike. So uh, she'll um, give us an update on um, what's happening in South Korea. So that'll be next, uh, next Saturday. We now go to India, where management at global brewer AB InBev plant in Sonapat, which is a town just north of New Delhi in India, is continuing to attack trade union rights. Local listeners would remember that AB InBev was involved in a protracted industrial dispute a couple of years ago in Melbourne at the local Carlton Brewery complex. For the past two years, local managers have refused to negotiate a collective bargaining agreement with the Haryana Breweries Limited Mazdur Union and instead have suspended active union members and dismissed four elected union leaders, including the President and the General Secretary. 
In addition, management has reneged on an agreement signed just last August to reinstate the union committee members and escalated its attacks on rights by dismissing union president um, Anil Kumasaini in March of this year and orchestrating a physical attack on a peaceful union protest outside the Sonopat government offices in late April. Following this um, attack, a false police complaint for alleged assault was then filed against union members, which resulted in the arrest of the union leadership, who are now um, on bail. The um, AB InBev Sonopat workers and their families, though, are still strong and are continuing the 24-hour protest at the factory gate in support of their right to union recognition and collective bargaining free from harassment and victimisation. The RUF, the International United Food um, Federation, is supporting them with an international solidarity campaign. And just go to the RUF um, website. Hospitality workers uh, take industrial action, take action globally against sexual harassment. On the 27th of June, in a globally coordinated action, Marriott hotel workers demonstrated in support of the call for concrete action by the world's largest hotel group to protect workers from the endemic sexual harassment which happens to workers in hospitality. In a first round of action in the international campaign, unions in countries such as Austria, China, Hong Kong, France, India, Indonesia, the Maldives, Nepal, Philippines, Samoa, South Africa, Sweden and Thailand organised meetings, demonstrations, educational and other activities in support of the demand for the hotel giant to negotiate a global agreement on concrete measures to protect workers. This is envisaged as just the start of a protracted campaign to increase workers' uh, working conditions. Really good international initiative. That's right. It sounds very, um, um, very promising and it'll be interesting to, um, to see how their campaign goes and if they're actually able to um, um, engage in ongoing um, protracted uh, industrial action. So um, all the best to the uh, Marriott um, workers. It's just on 14 past 9 o'clock. We'll go to um, a couple of community announcements and then we'll be back with the interview around uh, NADOC week, all the issues and the ongoing uh, protest against the um, Western Freeway expansion in relation to the um, uh, significant trees. Are you wondering how to pay your donation? You can pay online by going to 3cr.org.au or call us on 94198377. You can also visit us in person at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy and pay by cash, cheque or EFTPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. And be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. 3CR, Radio for Change. In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. You can get your copy of 3CR's book for $49.50 at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3cr.org. 
www.3cr.au forward slash shop. Get a piece of your own history. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. It's 16 past 9 o'clock. You're listening to 3CR Radio and um, we're having some trouble uh, getting our guest online, but that sometimes happens. But we're working on um, on uh, we're working to rectify this, so we'll certainly bring you some information. So just um, hang on the, on the line. We're going to um, um, put some uh, another community announcement. Then we'll have a song, and then we'll come back and uh, with more news and stories, and um, hopefully the interview as promised. <laughs> you got to remember, Nainok's a special day for us, fellas. That's a reminder who we are. Every year for NAIDOC Week, 3CR Community Radio gives voice to our Indigenous brothers and sisters through Beyond the Bars, Australia's only live prison broadcast. I am a black, black man. NAIDOC means a lot to me. It's about identity and also about past and present. NAIDOC means a lot to me. For my family and my people. And the people forgetting about our rights. You can access audio from current and past Beyond the Bars broadcasts via the 3CR website. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars and either listen to or download audio from Australia's only live prison broadcasts. Happy Nadoc! Are you the one who's gonna stand up and be counted? Are you the one who's gonna... 
It's just on 21 past 9 o'clock. You're listening to Asia-Pacific Currency on your favorite community radio station, 3CR Radio. And, of course, that song that you heard was Blackfellow, Whitefellow from the immortal Warumpi band. So I hope you enjoyed that nice. We certainly did. And over to you, Giselle. Yeah, it is 20 minutes past 9 o'clock. You're on Community Radio 3CR. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents. We haven't been able to get Marikionis this morning, unfortunately, but of course we had the massive, massive NADOC event yesterday. Um, and of course, NADOC is still continuing. So no doubt Mariki is in celebration and protest mode. Um, a week or so ago, though, um, uh, Lali Chalaya from Friday Breakfast interviewed Lydia Thorpe about the Japarung um, and particularly about the campaign to save the sacred trees. So we're going to broadcast that uh, an extract of that um, interview that Lali conducted with Lydia Thorpe. Lydia Thorpe, of course, is also a Japarung woman um, and she is a newly elected member of parliament of the state, uh, the Victorian state parliament uh, for the Greens. There are a number of trees that are that are very significant culturally and environmentally along that stretch where they want to, where the government want to widen the road. Um, there are a number of scarred trees and there are a number of trees that have been used by the Japarung people for, you know, for over 800... These trees are 800-year-old and Japarung people have used these trees for that time for shelter for cooking and and for for birthing so these are trees that um have been culturally modified over this time and and hold high significance um in japarung people's lives so the trees are between beaufort and ararat particularly Mm -hmm. the trees that we're talking about Mm. Uh, and last Sunday, uh, I travelled to the area and saw for my, you know, saw for myself the amazing presence and significance of these trees. I stood with elders of, of Japarong, and we've put in a number of injunctions, both state and and federal injunctions, to to continue to protect these trees. There is a, a number of protesters at the site and that seems to be growing. Um, Vic Roads have come back and said that they'll save two of the trees um, for the next six weeks. They won't touch the trees. Um, but, of course, you know, we're talking 3,000 trees will be cleared oh as my part goodness. of this project. Mm. Over 250 of the trees are old growth living trees Hmm. and a number of those old growth living trees uh, have major cultural significance Hmm. so there's a number of um, injunctions in and we're just waiting to see um, you know what weight they will have to in continuing the protection of these trees Hmm. we've also had a um, traditional owner body so when Japarung, I'm I'm a Japarung woman, so these are my, you know, this is my area. Um, Eastern Ma, traditional owner body, have come out um, despite the government saying that they have supported this process. The Eastern Ma have come out and said that they haven't said that they support the process. So there's been a few 
um, discrepancies in terms of what the government is saying and what uh, the traditional owners are saying. Um, and that's evident that, you know, the government haven't done a proper process. The Labor government haven't done a proper process, a consultation process. And um, that seems to be, you know, how they operate. Because All the time, isn't it? Throughout the treaty process, there yep. was not a proper consultation, consultation process with mm. grassroots mm. and now whilst we're excited about a treaty treaty process going forward we're cutting down our trees um, behind our back and and destruction of yes never ends ancient, it? ancient mm. trees yes. this one particular tree that I went to actually two trees that I saw reminded me of um, um, you know that show, that movie that came out of, um, I can't, that's just escaped me now, where the people were, um, you know, their sacred tree was under threat by the developers. Um, Mm. Oh, sorry. That's That's all right, it'll come to you later. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, that's what it put me in mind of, in that we are still fighting for the sacred, this is like a church for us. Mm. And it's about to be desecrated. Yep, yep. And, and that's a good analogy for people to understand how important it is culturally to the own people. Um, so thank you so much for pointing that out to, to our listeners. And I also I believe that there's a group called Western Highway Conservation Group who is supporting your, plight, your, your uh, fight to, to stop the trees being chopped back. Go and visit the trees. Go and talk to them. Japarung people that are protecting these trees because you'll actually learn something and you'll learn of the significance of these trees and you'll see it for yourself. It's just truly amazing and I think that, you know, everyone needs to see this and particularly our children need to know why it's so important to protect these trees. This is James Henry here and you're listening to 3CR, 8.55am and digital streaming on 3cr.org.au. Twenty-six minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio Three CR. That was an interview conducted by Lali Chalaya from Friday Breakfast, um, the Green Left Weekly Show. Um, she was speaking with Lydia Thorpe, who is a Japarung woman, um, but also the newly elected Minister of Parliament of the Victorian. Um, State Parliament uh, and a representative of the Greens Party. They were talking about the campaign to save the sacred trees at the Japarung. That's right. And that really brings us to the end of another program. That clock is actually one minute uh, slow, Giselle. So it's actually uh, 28 past nine o'clock. And that really means that we have to go because Palestine Remembered um, is coming up next. So that's all that we have for you today. And uh, it was great to see a a number of, of people that are recognised from 3CR Radio and our listeners at the NAIDOC March last uh, yesterday, which uh, about 4,000 people, maybe up to 5,000, Giselle? Yeah, we'll give it up to 5,000 people. It was great. It was a great march. And um, so anyway, that's all from me, Pierre Morrow and... Me, Giselle Hanna. And we'll be back next week with another program of Asia Pacific Currents brought to you by Australia Asia Workerlings on your favourite community radio station, 3CR Radio. You've been listening to a podcast produced at 3CR Community Radio. 
Radiothon 2018 is on from the 4th to the 17th of June. 3CR, fight for your mic. And we need your support to continue to be an independent, radical voice promoting social and political justice and change. We're asking you, our listeners, to donate to the station to keep us going. This year, we need to make $250,000 to keep the station on air, so any amount you can afford makes a big difference. So call us on 039-419-8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for supporting Community Radio.